Hello. Welcome back to Rachel Sermani's Finger That Points to the Moon. It took me a while. What I've got for you in the upcoming weeks is a series based on a set of rules that were written by a really interesting and inspiring woman called Sister Carita Kent. Ten Enduring Rules for a Creative Life. I think they're great, and they act as a wonderful foundation for me to speak on the theme of creativity. So, Sister Carita Kent was the head of the art department in a place called the Immaculate Heart College in America. She was an artist in her own right, an activist. Mainly, her work was in silkscreen print. She took visuals associated with commercialism and capitalism and used it to spread messages of peace and love and social justice around America in the 1960s. Good timing. These episodes are going to be looking at one or two at a time of these brilliant rules and I'm going to reflect on them from my own experience and hopefully you'll glean some benefit for your own. So first I thought I'd read out the full 10 rules. Here we go. Glad to have you. So rule one. Find a place you trust and then try trusting it for a while. Rule two. General duties of a student. Pull everything out of your teacher. Pull everything out of your fellow students. Rule three. General duties of a teacher. Pull everything out of your students. Rule four, consider everything an experiment. Rule five, be self-disciplined. This means finding someone wise or smart and choosing to follow them. To be disciplined is to follow in a good way. To be self-disciplined is to follow in a better way. Rule six, Nothing is a mistake. There's no win and no fail. There's only make. Rule seven. The only rule is work. If you work, it will lead to something. It's the people who do all of the work all the time who eventually catch on to things. Rule eight. Don't try to create and analyze. Don't try to create and analyze at the same time. They're different processes. Rule nine. Be happy whenever you can manage it. Enjoy yourself. It's lighter than you think. And rule 10 is a quote from John Cage, who they were friends, which is cool. We're breaking all of the rules, even our own rules. And how do we do that? By leaving plenty of room for X quantities. And then right at the end, there's a a helpful hint or helpful hints. Always be around Come or go to everything. Always go to classes. Read anything you can get your hands on. Look at movies carefully and often. Save everything. It might come in handy later. There should be new rules next week. So let's look at rule number one. Find a place you trust and try trusting it for a while. Just going to let it sink in. What does it mean to trust somewhere? How does it feel to trust? Is there a physical environment you can think of currently that provides 
that feeling for you. I, I would definitely add that trust is a state of mind. To me, the word trust equates to love and they both come hand in hand. The concept of finding a place that you trust is a really interesting one, certainly for someone like me who has traveled a lot. A lot of this past decade was spent in various places, so it's an interesting topic. I might just give you a wee rundown of how, my, uh, how I see my own story within this rule. So the initial period that I began writing music and songs was in my family home, which felt very stable. I had a very particular routine, which I think also contributes massively to creativity. Nothing too stringent. Uh, that doesn't, I don't think that works for me like that, but a routine nonetheless is helpful. And during that initial phase, I'd learnt the guitar. I was getting up early, getting to the bus, going to school, getting home, doing our chores. We would have our play and then we had our dinner. And after dinner, I very commonly headed back to my room to be on my own. And I would sit on my bed. I had a big book and I wrote endless amounts lots of scraps and sketches, one page after another of attempts at songs. And eventually a song that could be completed would appear. That was a massive constant. A lot of those songs created the basis of my first ever album. So I feel like there's definitely something to be said, to your standard classic place to trust that if we're fortunate and privileged to have a home that we're safe in, we feel safe in, then we're starting somewhere good. And then just instilling a bit of routine and alone time, some time for reflection. Um, and then, then I headed to Glasgow and I lived with my aunt and uncle and I lived in their attic. And again, it was new living in a city and it did take me a moment to settle into trusting that place. And that created something entirely new and un alternative. I feel like my songs built up a sort of armory around them due to probably... Uh, my first experiences of heartache, plus just being surrounded by a lot of um, concrete. My runs were no longer through the forest on my own, but they were. I was heading up the hill in Castle Milk or going round Mount Florida. And these places are more built up, they're greyer. They're more solid, and I do think that there was a reflection of that in my creative output. But the state that was in my mind during that time was one of play, of fun, 
of trust, exploration, and youth. So I'm touching on the fact that places do create a particular feeling in you, but the actual key to that state is within you. Then I moved into a phase of touring, probably probably for the best part of seven to eight years I've been on the move and you were um, in a ro- you were in a room on your own if you were lucky or in some living room on some sofas with many others. Uh, there were lots of hotel rooms and in the latter years I was often sleeping in my car on the side of a motorway somewhere. And I have to say, in all of these places, I was able to elicit a sense of trust in the place. I knew... uh, I had a particular pattern. My home was my instruments and the cases, literally the cases, and my suitcase, this little black suitcase that Jimmy my sound wizard had uh, decked out in green tape so we'd be able to recognize it on the luggage belt at the airports. And within that suitcase, I always had my meditation shawl that I would drape over the top of the case. And I had a few belongings. I carried with me some incense. I never liked it if I was in a place that smelled too much like bleach or chlorine so I had my incense at the ready and so I'm so I'm just given some ideas for like what it is to create a space where you feel at home nice soap incense good socks these these were the things that I carried on my person that brought me this sense of peace home and essentially trust that meant that oftentimes I could write anywhere. However, there are some magical things that can happen in very particular places. And I always knew when I was in a place that could very much be trusted. And I always knew when my body was responding to that trust because I would experience a nightmare. I don't know if any of you guys relate to this, but when I'm in a really safe place, when I truly relax, especially when I consider that that time when I was all over the place and probably more adrenalized and on alert than I was aware of, in those places where you really let your body go, stuff will surface. So whenever I received a nightmare, I always knew I was in a safe place in order to receive that message. So also a wee moment for you to consider that when that arises for you, when a fearful thought or dream occurs, it's because you can handle it. You can totally handle it. And as an aside, all of those particular nightmares that occurred for me always provided me with fertilizer for the creative field. But what happens when you are not moving all over the place? (laughs) To me that's 
been more foreign in my adult life than moving and definitely has been a struggle for me to settle. So there's a few things I want to say on that front. And of course, right now, if you're listening at the time that this was recorded, we are in lockdown during a global pandemic, uh, which is, let's consider that for a moment, crazy. And so we're all in our homes, our environments, and we are not leaving. We're not moving anywhere. And it's causing all sorts of upheaval for many. How do you trust that circumstance? And that's been ongoing for me, definitely pre-COVID. Um, when I got pregnant, I never had, in, I'd never envisaged staying in Edinburgh. So it took a lot for me to realize that this was where I was going to stay for a while. I, I could have made other choices, but for whatever reason, and I think for all the right reasons, this is where Rose is going to be brought up but it does still even now bring up some interesting things for me. And I think this is where the part of the rule that says try trusting it for a while is a part that I want to focus on because I'm realizing more and more that it is my mind and my state of mind that creates that sense of trust and that it's not just a question of sitting back and waiting for that sense of home to arise but possibly to start practicing it like physically mentally emotionally practicing being here and feeling at home so i've got like a wee practice in the morning for example Usually I make myself a hot cacao, a wee drink. Then I sit in front of this altar altar that I've got that's covered in pictures of my ancestors or my family, loved ones, my old cat, Pebbles, um, my beautiful cousin, and trinkets of all sorts. I love all this stuff, shells and feathers and pine cones and um, <laughs> postcards and roses and candles and I sit there and I, and I sit with my candles and I consider the line that I come from the line of fathers the line of mothers I think of that stream and like how crazy it is that here I am in this particular place and there they were in Donegal or Tuscany you know consider that consider your line and in some in some sort of sense it gives you this bigger for me definitely it gives you this me this bigger perspective of what home is and what home has been for all the components and patterns and genetics that make up your makeup. It's so intriguing. So here we are. 
and then I say a prayer to the land of the earth, the land of the earth that I'm on. So we're all home to earth, but we're all living on different pieces of land of this earth that are literally like different planets. And so I consider this place, the land of this place that they call Edinburgh, and that big hill in the middle that they now call Arthur's Seat. And I think about the animals, the plants, the weather that exists in this piece of land. I really like conjure the notion of where I'm at. And I also think of the people who walked here before. And then I thank it for being under me, being the support and nourishment to my existence. And then I go on to thank the land of my body. And as I was saying, all these people, all these energies that came before and that will continue. And somehow it just seems to settle me into myself and settle me into the place where I'm at in this moment. And I can just feel like this sense of a growing fondness for a place that I never considered would be my own home and a place that I never considered that I would be staying in for any length of time. So yeah. But also though, I would encourage you to understand and have compassion for yourself that if you're not in a circumstance where you can be creative due to your environment um like when when i had a particular neighbor issue and my mind couldn't deal with it um i couldn't be in that state of trust if you if you if you're in that circumstance not to give yourself a hard time not to force creativity but to trust that you might need to move with it and find something else and i promise that eventually it'll come and if you are in the circumstance where you're already in an environment that could provide you with a space to trust and feel at home in then I'd encourage you to create a wee space. Whether that, like mine, is a little ceremonial space or whatever, where your instruments are available to you, if it's an instrument that you play, and if you don't play an instrument or a guitar or something melodic, I'd, I would encourage you to get something maybe rhythmic, like a wee drum and... Yeah, just consider this rule number one. Find a place you trust and then try trusting it for a while. We can find these places in ourselves and then we can create them in our environment, where we are, whether we are there temporarily or permanently. And then we can create through practice and just through the magic of time passing this feeling inside us that can create creation. So I hope you don't mind. I've had a good wander into my own past, talked about myself a good bit, into um, the, the her story. And 
and I've had a look at it from an analytical point of view, but also nostalgic. And I hope you don't mind that. And I hope it's been of use. So let me know. I'd love to hear from you of what your safe spaces are. I'd love to see pictures of the little corners in your home or where it is you find yourself drawn to when it comes to writing a song or drawing a picture or just ruminating, daydreaming. Where does that settle in you? I'd love to know. So thank you everyone for listening and I'll speak to you soon for the next episode. After the last episode of this series has been released, I'll be hosting a number of online workshops on the art of writing song, as I have known and grown with it. This experience won't be about writing a radio hit, though you might. It'll be all about cultivating confidence and creativity and feeling empowered in your own expression. The way I've always worked is through the exploring and cultivating of both my spirituality and creativity. The two are symbiotic, both require courage. Their union has been the lens and toolkit through which I process living here on Earth, so you can expect to be hearing from my expertise and experience in both realms, that of creativity and that of spirit. There'll be creative writing exercises, drawing exercises, exercise exercises, as in stuff to do with your body or what is available to you in your own body. There will also be focused moments where we work with the voice and practice strengthening that lovely center of expression and communication. There will also be meditations to encourage the flow of creative juices. For each workshop, there will be 13 safe spaces. Having only a small number of people on the course will mean I get to give you lots of individual attention and to tune the whole workshop to the needs of whoever's in there. You might be a veteran in the art of song, or completely without experience. All you need is curiosity. Curiosity keeps you open so the magic of creativity can come in. Tickets are on sale now. To choose your preferred weekend and take leap into play, go to my website at www.rachelsermani.com. You'll find the link in the podcast description. I'm really excited for this. Guiding people in their creative process is something I love to do and have been working my way up to doing more of for a few years. It's so important to me that everyone feels welcome in the world of expression. Artistry belongs to all. Creativity is a life buoy. It keeps one afloat in a wild sea. I feel like the more you're able to explore and express yourself, the more alive you're able and willing to feel. So maybe see you there.